Broken trust can be healed, but it's not just time that's going to heal it. You need clear guidance about what to do and what not to do. I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I've developed a free video course called The First Steps to Rebuilding Trust. This course will show you what's needed to begin healing after betrayal. I offer guidance for the betrayed partner as well as the partner who broke the trust. You can access it for free right now by clicking the link in the show notes. I am so happy to be back with you today and with my guest that I had on the last episode, Katie Willis. If you haven't listened to episode 35, where Katie goes into great depth about yoga, trauma and the brain, and how to use breathing and poses and eye movement and breathing, did I say that already? And all kinds of other (laughs) things to help you be able to heal specific parts of the brain. Uh, Katie is, as you'll see, she's passionate, she's amazing, and she's got a ton of resources for men and women, but we're specifically talking about women who have been betrayed in this context, who have been traumatized, ways to actually free up and heal trauma that is stuck in the body and in the brain. And so if you haven't listened to episode 35, please go back and get that foundation because today... Katie is going to walk us through an actual exercise. So Katie wanted me to make sure to tell everybody, look, if you're driving or doing something where you can't be still and focused, turn this off right now and come back and join us when you are in a spot where you can be still, where you don't have any distractions and you can actually practice this. This is not going to be just a conversational episode. It's going to be a little bit shorter and more specifically focused on a practice. And I want to make this available to all of you so you can get a taste of some of the things she talks about in the previous episode. And then, of course, in the show notes, and uh, I'm going to link and give you resources to all these things so that you can continue researching it on your own or access some of the services and resources that she has made available for you as our listeners. So, Katie, welcome back. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, you bet. And let's go ahead and just dive in. I'm going to turn the reins over to you, and why don't you go ahead and walk us through what you've got prepared for us today? Okay. Are you okay if I do a couple things, Jeff? Yeah, of course. Okay. Closing the eyes, if that feels safe. Softening the gaze, if eyes remain open. Beginning to notice the weight of your body, if you're sitting or lying. Or noticing where your feet are planted. If you're standing, you are here. Be here now. Beginning to notice our breath. Without judgment, just becoming aware of it. Inhaling through the nose. Slowly exhaling. Allowing the breath to 
to feel all the way to the bottom of the ribs, all the way to the bottom of the belly. And just observing and noticing any places where the breath may be tight. Allowing our breath to fill the bottom of our ribs all the way to our belly. And noticing the breath on the front and back bodies. Inhaling and filling the front and the back, top to bottom. Deepest breath we've had all week. Being here right now. Shifting into a different breathing technique called victory breath. This can be a great tool for when we experience anxiety. Imagining that the breath is cut into thirds. And so inhaling a third of the breath with every inhale. So three little sniffs in and three little sniffs out. Victory breath. Because on the first segment, we're thinking Vic second segment, tour, and third segment, re. Victory in, victory out. So hopefully that can be a tool for your back pocket. So um, as we talked in the last episode, choosing to change our breath can change the way that we feel. And Jeff, I'm totally disappointed you didn't just do that with us. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But both of those could be tools. And how simple that first breathing exercise we did. Nothing special. Just being present, noticing your breath, and then the victory breath for anxiety. Um, I'll do the next one with you. You will. Okay, yes. cool. Then let's do. Then let's do. <laughs> I think we have enough time. Let's do asana, and then I'll do kirtan kriya. If okay, that I'm gonna, sounds good. I'm going to turn my microphone off here, so I'm not breathing into the microphone. <laughs> oh, is it okay that I'm breathing into the microphone? <laughs> well, you're the instru- you're the instructor, so I hope you do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So exploring with asana a little bit. 
um, rolling our shoulders in and coming into a really hunched, crunched feeling. Noticing how this feels in our body. Maybe we feel tight or claustrophobic or tense. Being aware, how does this feel in our body? Now rolling our shoulders back, dropping our shoulders, lifting the chest, opening the rib cage. How does this feel? One thing about yoga is there is no right or wrong. The same pose that may be a favorite pose to one student can be challenging, difficult, or terrifying to another student. There is no right or wrong. Experimenting with this stance, hugging our knees to our chest. You said you're going to do it with me. <laughs> hugging our knees to our chest. Maybe resting our chin on our knees, observing how that feels. Maybe shut down, maybe afraid, maybe actually comfortable. How does that feel in your body? Now moving to a standing position if possible. Forming a broad X shape with our body by moving our feet shoulder width or wider, distance apart, bringing our arms up to a Y shape, lifting the chest, aligning the ears over our shoulders. How does this feel here? Maybe powerful, maybe big maybe vulnerable or scary, observing ourselves here. Bringing our arms down to our sides, standing with our feet hip bone width apart, standing on all four corners of our feet. Have you ever noticed that you have four corners on your feet? Shifting our weight to be on the front corners of our feet. Observing how that feels. Moving to the back corners of our feet. The outer corners of our feet. The inner corners of our feet. And as we're ready, pressing firmly on all four corners of both feet. Playing with just the right width of our legs. Maybe we broaden our stance or maybe our big toes come to touching. Rooting down into the ground with all four corners of our feet. Stacking our ankles under our knees, 
lifting our kneecaps towards our belly as we press on all four corners of our feet into the ground. Knees stacked under hips. Lifting our chest. Hips stacked under shoulders. Shoulders rolled back and dropped. Ears aligned over shoulders with our chin gently tucked in. Hands with maybe our palms open facing the front of the room. Playing with it, recognizing that maybe that feels too vulnerable or uncomfortable. Maybe rotating the wrists so that palms face the back of the room. Observing how this feels. Or palms may be facing our thighs. Our hands and our arms are an extension of our hearts. Simply observing where we are at today and in this moment and choosing the right way to hold our hands. This is mountain pose. Be here, knowing where you have placed your feet, observing our breath, inhaling deeply and slowly. And as we're ready, coming to a seated position for a powerful kundalini yoga meditation, the instructions that are linked in give instructions to do kirtan kriya for 30 minutes. We're going to do it for three. A secret for kundalini yoga is a meditation when we are working with a recipe in cooking and we reduce the ingredients and the measurements in proportion, that is how we shorten a kundalini yoga kriya or um, meditation. And so instructions for this meditation, which some meditations are kriyas, which can be confusing. Um, we will employ the mudra. This is the hand movement. We will start with our thumb touching our pointer finger. And the next mudra, we just move that thumb to our middle finger and then move the thumb to the ring finger and then move the thumb to the pinky. We're doing it with both hands at the same time. We always start with thumb to touch pointer finger. Pointer, middle, ringer, ringer, <laughs> ring, pinky. And then we start back with pointer again. Okay, so that's the mudra. We're just moving along with the fingers. The mantra that goes with this meditation is sa, S-A, ta, T-A, na, N-A, ma, M-A. The translation for this is birth, life, death or change, rebirth. Personally, being a Christian, I see Jesus Christ in this. I think of, um, yeah, the, the birth, life, death, and change, rebirth, not only of his life, 
but the ways that Jesus Christ can change me, right? Sata nama. So as we are chanting the mantra, the mudra correlates with it. So we say sa and touch the thumb to the to the pointer. Ta moves to middle. Na is ring finger and ma is pinky. It has a melody. So it's sa ta na ma. We do a breath break. Sa ta na ma. Last few instructions and we'll start our timer. Um, drishti or eye movement or eye movement or focus for this is eyes closed, rolled up and into that third eye point we talked about in the last episode. If you had an eye between your eyebrows, that is where you're focusing. Um, for individuals, um, who may experience a headache from this meditation, I recommend just up front visualizing as you're chanting the satanama it's starting at the top of your head if you were to have a crown on your head starting at the top of your head and moving in an l shape down to that third eye point and then out in front of you so in an l motion as we're chanting the mantra and then lastly we do multiple um we use our voice in multiple ways in this particular meditation. Since we're shortening it down to three minutes, we're going to do 30 seconds singing it like we just did, 30 seconds whispering it, one minute where we are not vocally chanting the mantra, but we are still doing the mudra with our hands and mentally vibrating that mantra. And then we will whisper for 30 seconds, chant it again for a minute. I will do the full three minutes with you so you don't have to worry about having a timer. I've got your timer <laughs> for you. Um, are you going to do it with us, Jeff? Absolutely. All right. Sitting in a comfortable seated position, sitting up nice and tall, lengthening our spine, eyes closed, rolled up and into third point, Inhaling, satanama, 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 satanama.
Satanama 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 Inhaling, holding the breath. Exhaling. And you would take a minute of silence after this meditation. Jeff, I didn't link in, um, but I can send to you if you're interested in a link to my Kundalini Yoga instructor's website. She has written a book specifically for members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints explaining Kundalini Yoga. And then she also has online courses as well if individuals are interested in that specific form of yoga. Which is what we just did, right? Which, yes, this is a Kundalini Yoga meditation that we yeah, just explained. Absolutely. Let's, yeah, we'll get as many resources out there as possible about this. That was really nice, actually. Actually, what is that supposed to be? <laughs> I did not know what to expect. Gotcha. Well, and, and that's how I was too. Yeah. Being and coming with a very Western. I mean, we're so mindset. Western, right? Yeah. <laughs> was out of my box, but not anymore. <laughs> no, I love it. No, I'm super open-minded. And I, um, <clears throat> I mean, what, what struck me about it, I forgot to close my eyes at the first part. I, I was just too, mm -hmm. I was kind of watching you on the screen kind of lead me through it. And then I'm like, oh wow, I'm supposed to have, have my eyes closed. But, um, but what I loved is is I I was amazed at how I was really tuning into my fingers and the pressure, and I, I could feel the vibrations in my mouth, and there were just a lot of sensations going on that I would not normally have paid attention to, and it is very focusing, and again, yeah, it's very surprising. Um, so uh, listeners, if you didn't do it, if you to, you know, if, if you were just like, ah, it's not my thing, give it a try. Go back, yeah. listen to it, uh, both the different exercises she gave us. Um, I think you'll be surprised. And even if you don't have any trauma you're working through, um, this is a this is a really great practice. Uh, there's benefits all around. Thanks, Jeff. Three minutes of Kirtan Kriya could change your life. Yeah. Three minutes of daily practice of That's Kirtan right. Kriya That's could right. change your life. Well, Katie, this has been eye-opening, eye-closing, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've done both. Um, it was wonderful. I am just so thrilled that you uh, presented yourself as a resource to me, that you are letting people know about this. I will make sure that our listeners have all the links and access they need. Anything else you'd like to share with the listeners before we sign off? I think that... It can be sometimes a little overwhelming when something is so out of out of our box. Um, and that, like I said a moment ago, is definitely me for yoga. Um, I had gotten to the point in my life, though, that I was open-minded to try new things and have found the pattern that if it comes on recommendation from somebody that I trust as I do all of the research and the study that I can on my own and I feel good about it, I can be confident to try it knowing that I can reevaluate. Like, I love how you just said, look at, I noticed this and this is how I felt. 
And so in incorporating a daily yoga practice or the EMDR or the quantum neural reset therapy, all of these resources and tools have, have hinged on that pattern. That as it has felt good, I've given it a try. And those things that have continued to help add to my healing has stayed. And those things that haven't, get a boot, right? So we can try it with no um, fear of, uh, I don't know, is this too weird? Is this too out there? Uh-huh. Give it a try. See how you feel. If right. it fits, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah, but you take might- these things principles we've talked about in these episodes and take it. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. Yeah. Sorry. I interrupted you. Um, I just, I just love the idea that you don't know maybe what your brain needs or your body. And so be open, be creative, explore and introduce new things. You have nothing to lose. None of this is going to hurt you. And, and there's just a lot we don't understand about the body, even as much as we do understand about the body and brain, we still don't understand all of it. And so you might be surprised that there's things happening that you can't even explain. And to me, that's just the miracle of it all. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate your time. Yes. Likewise, Katie. So thank you listeners for staying with us on this. It's been such a pleasure to have Katie on the podcast for the last two episodes. Again, if you haven't listened to episode 35, go back and listen to it and learn the foundational uh, information, the background on what we did in today's episode. And of course, as I've mentioned several times, there are resources, both free and paid, that I've provided in the show notes where you can access information and support for these different types of practices that can help support you or someone you love who is dealing with trauma. And please recognize that, as we've said several times in here, that this is just one of many options to help you heal your body and your brain. And perhaps it can be a support and an additional tool in your toolbox as you try and heal from the impact of betrayal and trauma in your life. So stay tuned for the next episode of the Illuminate podcast. As always, I appreciate you listening and supporting the podcast. So please like and share and comment and let me know what other topics might interest you. Until next time.